Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, Hell's Angels, a 1930 film, uh, sorry, film directed by Howard Hughes, and The Aviator, the, uh, is it, what year is it, 2004 film directed by Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. about Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. Michelle, this was your pick. Explain. Well, I'm reading Karina Longwith's new book, All About Howard Hughes. And Howl's Angels seem like a crazy production. So mm-hmm. I was curious what the film was like. And I probably wouldn't watch it on my own, so. Yeah, I definitely would not have watched this. So did you say that in the book, they just, she said that this movie wasn't good? Yeah, she said, like, other than the, the plane sequences, it's not a great movie. I'm kind of inclined to agree with Hell's Angels. It's kind of average, right? I don't think it's actively bad. Yeah, yeah the plane stuff's pretty cool, though. The plane it is. Amazing. What? What? It's is... so sick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty, especially knowing that it's 1930 and knowing the context of how they made it, it was like, whoa, that's pretty badass. But uh, what what is the color changes? Are they just arbitrary, or or maybe um, so? Yeah. I don't completely know, but I know that Howard Hughes tried to start his own, like, vision of Technicolor, but called something else, mm-hmm. like Color Vision or something. Hughes Vision. Just failed. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it maybe he's just showcasing that a bit. Oh. Probably the fact that he changed the whole thing to a talkie after shooting it. Probably it's not surprising that he would do that, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It just felt a bit arbitrary. Some, some. Wait, uh, we watched a version, the version on YouTube. That's what I watched. Okay. Yeah, it's only colored for one particular sequence, which is like the big ball sequence. Um, yeah, yeah, the full color. But I mean, like you know, when it's all purple, like in the yeah. duel, or when it's like all green. The duel is very cool. Yeah. Um, right. I w- look beautiful. Like it. I think it's. Uh, the, the, the color purple is the main. Uh, it's because it's like uh, dust, right? Right? Like so maybe they meet at four four a.m. or something. I think they're, they're just trying to convey oh, that yeah. it's like very very early in the morning and it's still dark. When it's purple. Uh, same hour. with like the zep. And it's, it's purple hour, <laughs> and during the zeppelin raid because it's that late at night and they, it's blue uh, instead. Uh, also, oh, that was okay. a thing in silent films. They just changed the color around a bit. Mm. And, if, and I think it mostly, I, it mostly works. Yeah, 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 I'm not complaining. I just was like curious if something in the book was like, oh, he thought the color purple gave him magical powers or something <laughs> because of his like illness. So I, uh, I thought it was that. Very tragic figure. Yeah. At least as portrayed in the aviator, it's just so sad. I just feel so bad for him, like, especially towards the end. I know, yeah. Because, like, I guess people just, they just didn't understand what he was going through. I don't think he understood what he was going through. Yeah. Mm. Brutal. But, I mean, the the movie, it's so interesting to see a movie that I've only known as this prop in another movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, seeing the actual thing felt like kind of a... I was shocked by how much there was to it in terms of... Um, yeah, exactly. It's very, it's very sad and very... not. Pretty anti-war, all things considered. Yeah. Despite like the big spectacle of the airplane, like the ending was like very tragic. <laughs> it's... 
Yeah, like the entire time I was like, this is actually a movie. You know, like I, yeah. I, I just <laughs> it's actually a movie. I don't know what I was expecting, but I just expected to see like a bunch of planes fly. Or <laughs> I was just like, it's just that. But yeah. It also, I think, kind of demonstrates his view on women. Consider, <laughs> mm-hmm. both German and French women are just portrayed as loose prostitutes. Like there's no dimension to them other than throwing themselves at the guys, and Jean Harlow's character also turns out to be a whore. So well, she she was treated horribly by Howard Hughes in real life. There's like I think people used to think that they were a couple at one point, but Karina Longworth doesn't think so. And he basically bored her so that she was tied to his studio and he wouldn't let her do any films for like a year after Hell's Angels came out. And he made her do these like in-person performances where her only role was to pick up someone's handkerchief so like her boobs would be on display to a huge audience. What? Yeah. Uh, It's horrible. uh, It kind of adds a new dimension to that mammary scene in the aviator yep yeah yeah this is the stuff they left out of the movie they were like this this, this is the stuff they left out i think it makes him like (laughs) look look a little bit worse can't root for that guy it's really interesting how he like the aviator the aviator is primarily about his passion for plane and aviation but i was Mm -hmm. one i kept wondering where his passion for filmmaking kind of intersects you could just build planes why make movies at the same like did they ever go and delve into that in the book? Like, what makes them want yeah. to make movies? Not that I remember. I thought it was just his need to be, like, not only just the richest person, but also acknowledged as, you know, the, you know, important person in the room. Mm. That's what I feel like. There's a lot of parallels between the aviator and Trump, I found. He just just has to be like the center of attention. He has to. Yeah, it's also a lot of power and control. Yeah, because that is another form of you know uh, uh, wealth. It's it's just Mm. you know you you have the authority to through your image and like the building up that character of like oh I'm dating her Mm. I'm dating her even when yeah well like. Michelle mentioned the Karina Longworth thinking, saying it probably wasn't dating them. Yeah. The uh, the Scorsese movie only interrogates it so far that you know he was he was basically grooming a teenager. That wasn't very. I was like, oh, I didn't. I forgot that she was like fifteen. I was like, okay, so he did that. That's. I thought DiCaprio might have been a little bit too young at that stage to play Howard Hughes. I thought he, he came off as a little bit too boyish. But then I think he got, as the movie got darker and darker and he spirals more and more, I think he got a lot better. I think also he was just a young man who mm. has a ton of money, which meant he had a ton of power. Mm. And people were laughing at him because of that. And he was trying to prove them wrong. Yeah. It's kind of... That's what I think any man who grows a mustache... <laughs> he's trying to do yeah. yeah he's like they don't take me seriously enough at the same time they're, they're still just like he's just kind of still a little boy That I love that sequence towards the end when Ava Gardner has to kind of come in and be the mother right mm-hmm. clean him up mm-hmm. make him dress dress him up nice to get him ready and he that's kind of what he always just wanted well kind of reinforced by the first scene with his actual mother 
This is yeah. one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. I don't know how. I'm sure I've seen really? other movies because no. it's 2004. But this is when I, I'm very conscious of the day we went and my uncle being like, oh, we should go see this. And me being like, there's an animated one. And he's like, no, no, we were going to see this one. And, <laughs> and I, just as a kid being like, I don't, I don't get this. Why is this guy peeing in jars? It's like one of but yeah, um, this is yeah. I I watched this when I was very when around the time it came. I was on DVD, but I also didn't. I liked the first half when he's just mostly flying planes. But towards like, um, I did not get any of the OCD stuff that kind of mm-hmm. flew all over my head when I watched it as a little boy. But now, if he, I love how Scorsese really emphasizes how isolating and scary it is to him for all these things, like the scene in the bathroom, right? When mm-hmm. he's rushed, when he's when he accidentally cuts himself. Yeah. He all does all that, and he turns and he sees a door handle. There's just a close up of the door handle. It's so good. Yeah. Where would you rank this in terms of Scorsese's oeuvre? Do you think consider this one of his top five or? Oh, that's a good question. If not top five, top ten. Yeah, I think this is one of the better mm. ones. Mm. Yeah. Like this presents a very human portrayal. Like I definitely like it more than maybe like Gangs of New York. Yeah, no, obviously that, but, like, even, like, stuff like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff where it's directly, like, oh, I'm going to talk about this person. Mm. Or Goodfellas. I get, Goodfellas is just good for other reasons, but I think this is, like, the more, like, is so compassionate towards the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is something... But it's kind of weird seeing it now when, like, mm-hmm. someone who was kind of pretty awful being treated in a nice way is not something we do now we're pretty harsh uh, yeah but mm. but that's just the time and that at that time we didn't really care about that yeah no one cared that women got abused that was just life no, no yeah but at the same time we still have biopics like that we have the elvis one i'm sure that just mm. brushed over a lot of <laughs> really terrible it, stuff oh, yeah. it, yes it did not it did not touch on any of that um actually elvis has a there's a lot of parallels between this and elvis and the aviator it it actually kind of matches this sort of like rise and fall both about these like men who young men who got too much power maybe a little too quickly and it destroys him and Mm -hmm. all those around him actually towards the end the last sequence of the aviator when you when you see like the math the the, uh, white gloved men approaching him it kind of sets up like his the psychological um, thriller stuff that he he does uh, in Shutter Island. That's when I, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this feels like him like the beginning touches of that that other project emerging. Yeah, I really, 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 really like the Aviator. I thought Hell's Angels. How did they do the blimp? How did they blow up that blimp? Like, was it a model? Or did they really do that for real? Because no, well, it looked completely real to me. What up. I was reading is that they'd have the people in the planes flying it and then they'd parachute out. And <laughs> yeah. I think one or two times the parachute failed and people genuinely died. Like oh seven people. God. I think at least seven people died shooting that film. It was it was a mess. You can really see why though. The dogfight sequences. I was like, how do they even coordinate all this? What if they just actually crash into each other? Yeah, like the crash sequence, you're probably seeing someone dying. That's fucking brutal. Oof. And I bet it's back in the day where they're like, yeah, put it on film, chief. Put it on film, whatever. (laughs) It looks great. (laughs) 
His mother will see this. <laughs> it's fine. That's how they talk. Yes. Oh my god. There was a bit where the um, where they fly the plane really low to the ground, and even like the most professional pilots were like, "No, that won't work. That's too dangerous." And mm. so Howard Hughes was like, "No, I'm going to do it anyway." Oh. And I'll prove you all wrong. And like that's when he actually like smashed his face in. Oh. Like he wasn't a later crash, but he smashed his face in in that one. Oh really? And he needed like surgery to reconstruct and stuff. That's oh yeah yeah. Well, I know some stuff about him beyond just the uh, you know the general stuff, and I I know he like messed up um his body like pretty much through all these accidents and was like addicted to penicillin by the end of his like life mm-hmm. and he died when they he died they found like a lot of broken needles under his skin because he would just like inject oh. himself yeah yeah but uh, that yeah it's, it's just it's insane it's an it's an insane thing to be like you know what i'm gonna prove you all wrong and and just climb into a vehicle <laughs> that's, so, that's flying in the air like i get it if it's like i'm gonna prove you all wrong and i'm gonna buy twitter that's that seems like it's yeah. fine <laughs> you could do that off your couch but this is just oof. that crash sequence i oh yeah brutal in the aviator so vi- yeah visceral and vi- i love it when the blood pops up that's when you realize oh yeah this is a martin scorsese movie <laughs> it looks so, so bright and red and oh gushy and when he burned his hands when he was trying to pull like push him push himself out of the cat oh cockpit yeah. terrifying insane that he survived that though yeah but did he oh <laughs> in a very real <laughs> way <Did he? laughs> yeah. uh apart died in beer a shout out to a barely credited Adam Scott showing up for a good part of the movie. Yeah. Below, yeah. Uh, Gwen Stefani, who has it's just. It's oh, I'm sorry, true. does not look like Gene Harlow one bit. Well, none I, of I them don't get why like they cast it. Catherine Hepburn doesn't look like Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should talk. A well, second week in a row where old Kate shows up. Um, That's true. Really good. Yeah, I thought about that. Oh, she. So this is what she won the Oscar for. Mm. Yeah, she's she's okay. I I think like they just we were so impressed by her voice. Like, I did that I voice, did but... like the voice. I did love it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That's right, Howard. Uh, maybe yeah. I just have a crush on her now since I saw Tar. <laughs> like maybe that's what's she's going. So good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, I I love the yeah, dinner I love scene. The, it's maybe yes. It's like, maybe it's because you grew up with like you know that's that's sort of yeah. You don't like money because you have it. Like you don't, yeah. you don't talk. And I love how they're oh, we're all socialists at this table, and it's like okay, don't kill yourself, guys. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so good. But it, it, I think what it was like, he also came from money, but I think he always had that American blue collar spirit of like, no, I'm gonna work. Like this, this is my. I'm well, he didn't have like he didn't go to college. I don't think he just did it. Yeah. He seems like one of those. Well, just because of the plain stuff it's like mechanically inclined like get your hands dirty sort of guy mm-hmm. he's not yeah. like doing finance or something no i guess that's what attracts him to filmmaking as well right the tactile like mm. yeah it's a, a way to point. showcase his, his planes mm. too. Oh, what a way to showcase them my god 
I know. It's kind of sad that, like, so many people died on this film that's, like, barely even remembered. Yeah. Other than, like, for the tragedy. Yeah. But it genuinely, the, like, the spectacle of it, it was, the plane stuff was cooler than the stuff in, like, the both Top Gun movies. I was yeah, more, was like, on the, on the edge of my seat, like, going, like, oh, my God, they are flying this close to each other. Mm. Um, it just... It, well, it's it, like when the blimp falls. Oh, yeah, that shot when the blimp falls, that's when the two characters... Like, the, the the one of them blimp. men fell. They were dead. Is, yeah. it, is it cool because you, you know that... Not cool. Is it, like, more exciting or thrilling because you know that? Or is it just thrilling as a... Do you not know that just visually as a, you know... Seen then. I think visually was already very striking. Okay. But also, visually, by looking at it, it feels real mm. already. Yeah. I think so. That kind of just already lends into that. It's like there's sequences where like a plane is following a plane and it's like this POV shot behind a guy. It that felt insane. That was cooler than anything to ever like in the top, even the recent Top Gun stuff. Yeah. For real, they did it. Like they fixed the camera behind that guy and made him like chase well, another plane. Actually, Tom Cruise does all his stunts and. And those sequences where like the pilots get shot and the plane is spiraling. How did yeah. they do that? Like, makes that it boggles your mind how they did stuff like that. It. I wish he made more movies. I kind of wanted him to do two more movies. Did, but... uh, I didn't realize he did Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> he, did he did that one. I didn't know that either. I was I was shocked to hear that. It's uh, exciting. Um, Should have, maybe 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 future future episode both uh, mm-hmm. Scarfaces. Mm-hmm. Oh, another shout out to Alec Baldwin showing up. Yeah, the perfect kind of villain. Yeah, it's like Baldwin. the anti Howard Hughes. I love that. What a wonderful foil. He's to him. like uh, Jack Dunning. <laughs> What? He's just Jack. Yes, he is. He's just Jack Donaghy. He actually gets just Jack Donaghy. He's, he's just another like executive. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I love that threat. Like not threat when he goes like, "Yeah, you might. I actually want you to go back. Maybe you can build yourself back up, and then I'm gonna take all of your planes and then paint them blue. So when you come back, you will be flying on a Pan Am flight. Like, oh, he still delivers that. It's so menacing. Kind of feel bad because he. I thought he was acting DiCaprio off the charts and that's because well DiCaprio he's really good but I this was back when Alec Baldwin had to prove himself again Mm. I think I think this was one of those roles where it's like oh you you get to be in a Martin Scorsese movie Alec Baldwin Mm. and he was like you know in his phase career slump phase yeah I, I don't like the casting personally I think he does a good job but I think it's it just one of those things where it could have been someone someone more like uh, older like you said or a bit like more uh, similar in oh. his you know yeah. physique or frame a little fun fact uh, apparently Howard Hughes had connections to Richard Nixon and Watergate oh how Shortly before the 1960 presidential election, Richard Nixon was alarmed when it was revealed that his brother Donald received a $205,000 loan from Hughes. Um, it has been speculated that Nixon's strike to learn what the Democrats were planning in 1972 was based, in part, on his belief that the Democrats knew about a later bribe that his friend uh, had received from Hughes after Nixon took office. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about this, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Did you know that they the CIA used uh, his uh, Hughes Mining Company as a cover to recover a Soviet submarine during the Cold War? Whoa! Wow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think they broke it in half, <laughs> managed to recover some of it, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, <laughs> they broke it in half. did you know Whoops. that? Whenever Ice Station Zebra would be playing on TV in uh, Las Vegas, they would know that Harry Hughes mm-hmm. was there because he always requested. Oh, because that, that's the movie that, he. Yeah, he watched. I want to watch that now. Like, yeah, I, I've always wanted to watch that. Um, he also apparently uh, murdered somebody with a car. No way. And got away with it. He well, Matthew Broderick. Not, not active murder. Not active, well, manslaughter. Don't say that he killed somebody with a car. He did a he Matthew did a, Broderick. He was sober, though. He did, he's like, he did a Matthew Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. He did a Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I, <laughs> was, why was some celebrities in doing this and killing somebody? I think it's just uh, the most visible version of that. Who among mm. us has not hit <laughs> so much? <laughs> Alright, shall we take a break? This is not... <laughs> okay, that's a great place to stop. Okay. Stop. And we're back! Now, seven rails, everybody. Let's step right up. For once, this voice actually like makes sense within the context of the movies we're watching. Okay, uh, Michelle, what would you give it? I mean, obviously, Aviator is going to get more, but it's mm. I don't know whether to give it five or six, just to give a little credit for the the plane sequences. But also, people died, mm-hmm. so maybe six to one. Michelle, they looked really sick when they died. So like, still, yeah, <laughs> they, so they died unintentionally. When that man. <laughs> Passed away, and his wife <laughs> and kids death. were at home. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! And What's Papa coming home? <laughs> then the Hughes Corporation just sent them a letter. It's like uh, <laughs> we regret to inform you that Jack was uh, <laughs> killed <laughs> in a horrible fire. In the pursuit of greatness, of cinematic greatness, <laughs> yeah. I will give. Uh, yes. I want to give one dollar to Aviator. I- <laughs> <laughs> um, five to Aviator two. Uh, I I respect. I actually I I no actually four to Aviator three to Hell's Angels. Wow. I was kind of taken back by how much I actually like enjoyed it as a movie. Um, yeah, I kind of agree it, with that. And I can applaud like this guy. You know, Harry Hughes. Like I don't think he was like you know really into like the art form of cinema or anything like that. But he tried. Like this is something. Um, it's not just like an ego project. It is an ego project, but he, you can tell that he put something behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some some substance to it. It's not just... Yeah. And the mm-hmm. kind of somber ending was kind of... Caught me completely off guard and made me like the movie quite a bit. I was like, oh, wow. He just kills his brother. And, Jesus Christ. You know what's so funny? Um, when he's like, let me show you a picture of... Uh, what's her name? And then he shows him a picture of... Her back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, oh, wait till you see her. Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered that I wanted to mention it so bad. <laughs> okay. You said, what are your ratings? Oh, the same as you, yeah. I was taken aback okay. by how, how much of a movie mm-hmm. this was. It wasn't just a bunch of people flying <laughs> yeah. in planes and being like... Exactly. 
And the raid sequence, uh, the blimp sequence, I love how there's no music during those, like, mm. it felt very, very tense. It genuinely felt like you're part, part of this, like, kind of operation. And when the German pilots all jumped out of the blimp to lose, like, wow, again, like, this sense of, like, somber, rea- grave reality of what war actually is. People dying and you, you, you die to, so the mission can be success, a success. Do you think they really believed it that much that they just die without thinking about it? They, well, they did think about it. You see, like, so much fear and hesitation. Yeah, some, so, some you do, but others yeah, they just like. They're well, they're some are just around. dedicated to the okay. cause. Like, guess it's time okay, to I die. Okay, I guess time to kill myself. Yeah, that <laughs> was pretty... like out of this war, yes. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> it's like, oh my god, finally. <laughs> <laughs> The moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was kind of like if someone was like, Okay, now it's time for you to die, I would I would be like I mean, no, you do uh, it. Yeah, why 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 is it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> so what about this guy over there? Yeah. <laughs> He's a little fatter than me. Why don't get him to jump? <laughs> <laughs> you need me i know I, I yeah i want to be the, the last person until they're like okay i i think we're good uh we might need one more <laughs> but i i want to be the last guy there because i'll say just make sure the other guys jump off yeah because what if you jump off and they're like okay now i guess we're fine so that guy gets off the <laughs> exactly I don't, I don't know all right War is, war is meaningless and stupid anyways. You All hear right. that, Putin? And moves on to... He listens <laughs> to the podcast. Vladimir <laughs> if I was your mother... Did you see that video of the celebrity? Just, oh, I forgot who it was. Galgadot. It was ridiculous. <laughs> just the mother. <laughs> she, did, yeah. she didn't learn um, anything from last time. <laughs> <missed> the video. <laughs> so good. All right, what have we uh, watched this week? Mm-hmm. I know we have both watched The White Lotus, season two. But every- you said, what did you think? Did you like it more than the first season? I did. I thought a lot of it was sharper and sort mm. of more human. Mm-hmm. It's less mean-spirited. Yeah but, yeah, but but somehow still carries the same sort of like, you know, central mm-hmm. anger towards like entitled yes. people. I, I just can't, like, I can't wrap my head around the fact that he wrote this so fast and it's so good. Like, he, he yeah. it's not like a writer. shot it and, direct, and directed it. Yeah, yeah, like the sequences, yeah. like the jet ski sequence, stuff like that. I'm like, how do you even, how did you go so fast and, and make this? I just. <laughs> I'm going to guess, like, he probably had, like, no, planned out, like, different, like, beforehand even before like maybe as soon as season one and like he already had an idea of where it's gonna go yeah but it mm-hmm. ended like last year yeah new seasons out and it's, it is surpasses the first how does succession doesn't turn over seasons that quickly um, no and it's just getting worse this is getting better yeah i can't wait to see where it goes next yeah i love how and and it manages to be like more human human but also kind of Tense, more even more tense, and at times a little bit scary. I, I was, mm. yeah, when she was stuck on the boat. Yeah, it's very funny to see her try to run, but at the same time, you growing sense of like impending violence oh. because you know, you know, and she knows, and everybody knows what's going to happen. I didn't completely love how it ended, though. It mm. didn't. It didn't feel like complete. It just felt like oh. Yeah, yeah. What? I don't know. Maybe that was 
when the assistant's like, I mean, it was by design. What happened? And she's like, some people died on a boat. And it was like, oh, is that just, that's it? That's it? There's no further follow-up on that? Yeah. Surely the assistant will be embroiled in, like, you know, a, a criminal investigation now. Yeah. If it goes any further. I really hate how, like, on Twitter, people were just like, oh, like, haha, it's so funny how, like, the guy let, like, the assistant go because she was annoying him too much. I'm like, no, like, there's, like you're just completely ignoring right. what is actually happening in the action, in the scene. Like, it's, it's, it's this crisis of faith, it's this moment of humanity, and it's just like, people just don't see it. I'm like, come on. And just want to, and it's like, oh, she's just being annoying. I'm like, no, like, that's kind of, I don't know. Wait, they thought he... I, I thought that was the plan all along that he just distracts her and then yeah. gets her on a plane mm -hmm. and she goes away. I'm pretty sure he want like he was ordered to uh, probably Kill take her. care of her because the, yeah, well, loose ends, right? Uh, what the assistant? Yeah. No, but they. Wait, who's assistant? Um, Jennifer Tilly's assistant, the girl. Yeah, but he didn't want her there just because he didn't want her to be like involved in in it at all. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't want her to come. I thought they were like, hey, oh, you uh, know what? Uh, if she's with us, then we drown her too. But if she's not, then you just uh, take her and then we'll tell her, oh, your boss fell off the boat or something and drowned. Mm -hmm. And then she mm -hmm. caught on and then he was like, you know what? Just yeah, that's, yeah. Listen to me, take a plane and get out of here. I like that actor. Um, he really won me over. He's really, really good. You know, I it. Never seen him before. I love that he is. Yeah. This trashy. Like. Yeah. I love how Mich Michelle. You just say like you like. I know guys like that. <laughs> I know people like that. Oh yeah, very common. <laughs> it's very, that's great. Um, yeah. What else have we watched? Oh, Not much. Mm, it's pretty busy mm, week. Yeah, no. find the you should be watching more Columbo. Right? Yeah, I watched more Columbo, more Sopranos. I watched half of Fast and Furious Nine with my dad and got up because I got Jesus. so frustrated. <laughs> and uh, and then what was so? What's the most frustrating part of it? I think um, as soon as there was a lot of flashbacks to to explain oh. why John Cena was there and apparently. He was his brother, but he also killed his father. So it was a bit oh. Shakespearean in that way. Wow. Once that reveal happened, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> this isn't even fun yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's, it all ends in the next movie. So oh, thank really? God for that. Well, that's good. Yeah. But you know what? They, um, they explain why Dom is uh, a street gangster guy by because he killed the guy who killed accidentally killed his father but it was ah. actually his brother so he, so they keep like explaining no he's actually uh, the good guy you know so so that's when i was like it's like the street gangster stuff is now so far removed from what this franchise is yeah right? they're more like a superhero elite team. squad of you know mercenaries and then I talked to my dad the next day. I was like, did you finish it? And he was like, yeah, they went into space. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I know, I know that happens. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm just happy to see Michelle Rodriguez continuously getting work. She deserves it. Oh my God. Yeah. Such a low bar. Uh, <laughs> it's a low bar. It is. I like her. She's a good actress. <laughs> she has better roles. Okay. Well, that brings us to our recommendations. What are our recommendations? I didn't even think of that. Oh, I did. You could recommend the book. I recommend Hayao, Mi Hayao Miyazaki's The Wind Rises about the Japanese aviator. Well, he is an 
airplane designer. Uh, I guess he was, is there a difference between being an airplane designer and an aviator? Never mind. Mm-hmm. It's about the guy who designed the Japanese Zero Fighter. Yeah. Very, very similar to the aviator in terms of like this pursuit, like we reach for the skies, right? Because that isn't that the ultimate destination from us, like you know, on Earth. No, I should so, like how watch do we prove the, ourselves to step above God? The dubbed um, one, right? It's great. The one with Joseph. Gordon-Levitt. Uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's the one you recommend. Yeah. Right? You can, it's, it works. It's not a bad dub, but the funny thing is, uh, the Japan, in the original Japanese version, the main character is dubbed by the guy who made uh, Evangelion, <laughs> who's not an actor, but he worked under Miyazaki. He basically was, brought, was Miyazaki's student, and he got like this. It's really weird. Um, he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, watch the dub. It's better. I have a. Standing two cheese in it. Have, and Werner Herzog shows up for a brief cameo. What? For, yeah, he shows up. And it, it's really it, it's a really great role. Because the moment you hear him, you're like, oh my god, that's Werner Herzog. Um, uh, but it makes sense. That's what he, sick. Reason, you, then you listen to the, what the character has to say. You're like, oh, that's why he took the role. Because it's, it's a good line. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my recommendation. Michelle, have you thought of something? No. I have something. Oh, what is it? It's uh, F for fake. It's the. Orson Welles ah. docudrama. It's about Elmir Dehori's recounting of his career as a professional art forger. And then the guy who is doing the biography of this guy, uh, Clifford Irving, turns out <laughs> to be a, uh, uh, also a forger because <laughs> he, he wrote <laughs> a fake uh, Howard Hughes you know, biography. And then Howard ah. Hughes had to go on CNN or something and say the this isn't actually about me but i hear uh, the the fake biography is actually pretty crazy like it's really cool like if he had not said anything people would have thought oh he's actually a really cool nice chill guy <laughs> <laughs> yes, no 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 he's like i gotta deny that that's not that's not me yeah <laughs> yeah but I haven't read it, so I don't know. You know, for someone who had such had so many problems, he lived till seventy. That's crazy. You would expect like the drugs or I don't know, just the pure stress to like get him at one point, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say healthy, but he lived a long life. <laughs> lived a long life, long tortured life. I bet he was not happy. A very tortured life. All right, Michelle, have you thought of something? Kind of looks like. I'm trying to find the name of it. What is what? What are you thinking of? You won't know it. Well, you okay. won't I know, know it. it. You won't know it. <laughs> you won't. It was called Victory Through Air Power. It's like a Disney documentary from 1943. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it talks about like how planes are made and those like shots of stuff. Uh, cool. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that brings us to what we will be watching next week. Yusuf, it's your turn to pick. Yeah. What you got for us? I'm, I'm picking two... Pedro Almodovar, Al, Al, what's his name? <laughs> Pedro Almodovar, yeah, uh, movies, mm-hmm. Volver, and Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. Both movies I want to see, but too late. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to it. Our last Almodovar pick was very delightful. All right, okay, in that case, stay safe, everybody. Join us next week for the Almodovar Double Bill. Keep it and... Keep it real. Bye. 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 something. The 730 is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El-Bashir. Logo by Cho Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim. And our outro music is composed by Yahya El-Bashir. Thanks for listening. <laughs>